0: Hello everyone, my name is Virginia Angema and I'm the host of the Fashion Photography Podcast, the one and only show you can find everything you want and everything you need to know about the fashion photography business. As every Wednesday, I'm here with a guest and since the last Wednesday I talked to Tamara Williams, we're about to continue our conversation together. This time we'll have serious money talk. And if you wonder what's normal, right, for no-name photographer in the beginning, we have the answer. Can contracts really save you? We have also the answer of this one. And we talk about first impression and social media. So stay with us because this show is going
1: to be very interesting. I learned in this whole process of growing in the photography industry, never ever in your life force anything to get attention or to get a job or whatever. because if you're chasing something, it's not worth having. Yeah. See, this is all the time why I'm like thinking of big photographers like label with or Terry Rogers. I'm really bad with big photographers, to be honest. So, <laughs> but they are like names, they are in my brain. So knowing their day rates start from 500k, they're not doing anything different than we do. Of course, they have their style and they have their name, but they're yeah. not doing anything different. So if Adidas, just for example, or whoever or any big brand wants to hire a photographer who's shooting something good they can either hire terry richardson and if they will they know they will need to pay the 500k because it's him so this makes me think of the same thing i don't want my client to be like oh let's just hire her because she's more cheap or she's like less money i want my client to be like if i want her quality if i want her style if i want her vision of creativity I don't care how much it's going to cost. Exactly. I have a pretty high price, but I'm not 500K. I'm not even like 50K. Well, depending if commercial um, shooting it's something else. But my day rate is actually not that bad. This is what I really am working towards too. It works out pretty well. But knowing this process is an ugly way because a lot of good clients will pass on at the first time, but I know they will come back at some point
0: sure and the good thing is when you're not arguing about a price that they'll know you take a lot and they'll come back to you when they have this money exactly i have a lot of
1: people they literally save their money for shooting with me (laughs) it's not a joke
0: yeah i think that this talk about money it's forbidden many people are not talking about this but for example with the photographer felix Rahul. in episode 123 and 25, we talk about money. Back then, he said something so cool that it just sticks to my mind. He said, what's his day price? And he said that he likes to talk about this, because this way, only people who can pay him are approaching him because everybody knows his price, which I think is so cool. Honestly, talking to so many photographers, thanks to the podcast, I think this is the new trend to talk about our day price to yeah. talk about our licensing prices. I think it's amazing because this weak part in our industry where everyone is hiding how much they've been paid and yeah. now it can be obvious and this way people will know how to price them, the new people. And mm-hmm. I think it's going to be so good for our industry. Yeah. This, this way
1: we're going to compete on quality. Th- that's exactly the point. I know Feli. I know him. I know him personally. Really? Oh, yeah. That's cool. I- I- yeah, uh, I once he was he was giving a workshop here and his drain wouldn't drive from Stuttgart. So he was posting on Facebook. He's like, "Oh, can someone pick me up and bring me there?" I'm <laughs> like, "Yeah, listen, let me pick you up. Let me drive you there." Oh, <laughs> that's actually quite funny. So yeah, I know him. I know him. He's a really good colleague, and he's 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 really good.
0: Yeah, he's very very good, and he's a very open person, which I exactly. think is a great combination.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is definitely. He's a really really nice person, really nice human being, really nice colleague.
0: And talking about prices, how did you find out what are you supposed to say thanks to all these conversations with other photographers, I suppose?
1: No, because those (laughs) photographers, yeah, those photographers I've been talking to, they mostly were like really amateur photographers. You know, they like, they kind of did it as a hobby, but not as a main job. I googled and I found this one page and I don't remember what's it exactly, but it says something that a normal, unknown, no-name photographer should have day rate from 1.5k. I think that was what it said. So I was like, okay, that makes sense because obviously you're not only working the day, you're working before of it, you're working after it. And all this also says like, if you have a studio, you need to count that in, blah, 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 all these things like that you need to. Sure,
0: I think this is the perfect moment to say that this is your day rate, which is only for you showing up there. Exactly all the equipment, the studio, these are different branches of your budget. Exactly,
1: exactly. And it it, it still is included in there, which a lot of people don't see. They, do, they just see, oh yeah, you're working eight hours and you're getting 1.5K. Well, lucky you. I'm getting paid 1.5K a month. You know, that's what people say. Mm-hmm. I shot a campaign. I got paid, I think it was like, 40k this person goes what you got paid 40k for that i was like yeah but listen dude i got paid for one campaign i'm not shooting a campaign every freaking month okay Absolutely. so listen i got paid you just money but i needed to work with that i needed to work with that the further four months because still I got money in the further four months, but not as much. So obviously there are a lot of things going on. People just see like this big amount of of numbers. And even though I talked about it to my boyfriend, because I had a request and I I was just answering to this request to because my agency, even though it's just my licensing agency, they still help me to kind of try to set the right price for the clients, especially when it's international. Because sometimes you don't know the market, China or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, what am I charging? I do not the fuck know. <laughs> because did they help you with this? Yes, they do. This is really helpful for me as well because they know about the licensing part. They know about the the normal general prices. So they're like, okay, tomorrow your day rate plus this, plus this, plus this, and then roundabout it should be something like this and that amount, whatever. So I. I talked about this with him and he goes, What? Why would someone pay so much money? I think it was 80,000 bucks. He goes, Why would someone pay you 80,000 bucks for flying you into another country, shooting there for two days, going back, and then just delivering them five images for a campaign? If someone out of their country will probably do it for I don't know, 2000 bucks or even less. But like, then he goes, he doesn't understand it. Why would someone do it? And then I like, then I was breaking down the ADK. I was like, okay, listen, this is for this. This is for that. This is for usage for six or seven years. This is for this, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, oh, wow, now everything makes sense. Obviously, because if you hear such a big number, you're like, what is happening? I can just buy a house with that money (laughs) or or whatever. But if you break it down, if if a client wants to use it for like seven years, that's just a a long amount of time. That's where you will need to understand that the client will advertise with this and will make money out of this and all of this stuff. And this will need to be influenced in your rate, in your like complete uh, packaging price or whatever
0: especially five or six years that's a long period of time exactly. and exactly your client is going to make a lot of money and that's good for them they're still making money thanks to
1: you and just one thing what i want to say is i love this sentence could you do it for free next time i promise we will pay you no <laughs> this is the biggest lie ever or no, no, no. Could you please do it for free? Or could you please do it for less? Next time, I promise we will hire, when you do good, when you are great, we will hire you again. And next time we will pay you your original rates. No, this is the biggest lie ever. I support you. The biggest lie ever. And I have a lot of people who come at me out of the creative um, business. They go, "Tomorrow, listen, I want your advice, blah, 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 blah. And they go, oh see I have this client sending me those images for retouching and now he's saying if I do a good job he will give me more images nope but either it's not happening that he will give you more images or he will still want to have it for the less money exactly. which is
0: normal because you've done it once for less money why should I double the price yeah okay. how can you explain this exactly to clients like this I simply say I'm sorry next time we can talk about next time this time the price is this exactly. maybe next <laughs> exactly. time it's gonna be more exactly. exactly
1: exactly since we don't have a contract for
0: The next time I cannot rely
1: on words. Let me tell you something. Even contracts are nowadays nothing because I had this one case and I and I sued this company and I never got my money because I made a contract saying, okay, this is my day rate. If I will shoot for you this and that amount like of editorials, you will get my day rate for that price, and uh, that's fine. But if it's not happening, you will need to pay me my original day rate. So it happened that I shot for them three times, but I was supposed to shoot for them ten times. Then I shot something. published it they never paid me and i sued them but it didn't happen because it was a different country and it was hard to get through Mm -hmm. so even contracts nowadays mean nothing of course Um, they don't every time someone goes yeah but that person promised me girl sit down listen (laughs) let me tell you something no (laughs) i think that's really important to to spread that message as well Because it's a thing that happens a lot.
0: Nowadays, a contract means nothing. But still for the clients, at least, especially at the first moment you say it, they're like, "Uh, you know, we we can think of something, but they never want to do a contract like this. That's exactly the reason why I'm saying it, because I know they won't do it. And I'm also not doing the job if it's for the less money. Of course, like you said, if we discuss it together, if we both want it, that's a different thing. Yes, I can lower my price under some circumstances. Have you ever felt uncomfortable to say your price, especially
1: in the beginning, probably? Actually, no. Just one. I thought it was really funny on how people try to push down your day rate on purpose that's just a funny thing i think i never felt uncomfortable because i always even though i wasn't as good back in the day but i always thought i was the best even though i wasn't and now my mindset has kind of changed because i'm really critic to myself and to my work nowadays but back in the days i was always like i'm the shit (laughs) <laughs> who are you sit down stop breathing that's my air okay <laughs> but it was it was good that i was that way because it helped me to kind of leave out all the haters and all that stuff once i was meeting this art buyer she reached out to me she goes oh tomorrow i wanted i wanted to meet you i wanted to talk because she wanted to get to know me okay cool so i meet her she goes okay so what's your day rate back then i go okay it's three thousand two hundred k she goes what literally she said what see i know several photographers better than you and not yeah. each day have that amount of day raids and I'm like well okay okay then go talk to them yeah I know that's exactly what I, I was just sitting there uh, I was like okay and it was even funnier because she actually I, which made no sense to me she wanted to see my book printed and I don't have a printed book because I think nowadays we have computers you can zoom in it's nice to have a printed book but that was the first time ever I got requested for a printed book but anyways she said there after me she said oh yeah could you please come back again with a printed book and I'm like okay but why do you need to see? like why do you need to see it printed because you can see my quality on the screen like you can zoom in you can see there are parts she goes no I need to see it printed and after that I never got back at her to be honest I felt uncomfortable with the whole situation I just felt like she wasn't valuing my work enough even though maybe I missed some job I don't know did I miss some jobs I don't know because she was looking at me when I told her the price anyways like what is she talking about you know
0: honestly I don't think she would have worked with
1: you yeah, she just kind of—I don't know what she wanted to do, or I don't even know if she was interested any time in working with me, or if she just wanted to know like what's my day rate or whatever. <laughs> because in this industry, there are a lot of snakes, and they try to, yeah, yeah. I don't know what what's that, what's the point of it or whatever. But there are a lot of people they try to snitch in and try to catch like informations and I don't know what they do with it. But okay, cool. If yeah, you me wanted. neither.
0: I've always been wondering what they do with this
1: information. Okay, now they have something to gossip about. What? What do you want to gossip about? Because literally, I'm not kidding to you right now. Somebody said that to me. There is a group of men. Mind you, a group of men. Not women. Here from my area. They're in between 27 and 35. And they have a WhatsApp group chat about me. Really? I'm not kidding when i heard that i was like yo you guys definitely have too much time when yeah. i first heard that i was i was 19 mm-hmm. when i heard about it i was like so what's the point about having a whatsapp group chat about a 19 year old girl is it still on i don't know see i don't care that would be cool you know? I, I think I would love to join that conversation, to be honest. I'd be <laughs> like, hey, guys, what's up? What's good? What's popping? <laughs> Let's meet each other for a beer, whatever. No, to be honest, it's funny because that's what I'm saying. Those people are from my area. Sometimes I even see them in the city. And one, it was really funny because one of those guys, it, I, just, I need to tell that because that's, that was really funny. One of those guys, I just called him because I wanted to know something about a copyright issue I had. I got his number from somebody else. And I called him. I was like, hey, this is Tamara Williams. Sorry for disturbing you. I just have a really short question. Do you have a good lawyer for that kind of thing? Because I'm in the need of one. And blah, blah, blah. He goes, no. I don't have. Okay. Bye. Then I was like, okay, cool. Thank you. Anyways, have a great one. Bye. And then what happened then? No joke. Send the message to the girl who got me the number. Why are you giving her my number? What's wrong with you? Are you still? I'm like, chill. What just happened? Like, call me your tip. I just (laughs) called you and asked you, for a lawyer contact if you have someone that was i didn't even rant about you or whatever no what is happening no anyway so that was i thought it was a really funny thing and i meet this guy over and over in the city again and one day i was just going him we like you know, I will just be like, Hey, how are you? Because this person <laughs> in person, in person, literally, when he sees me, he's looking away. He's like literally running away from that's me. That's so weird. It, it is really weird, but it's, that's how internet trolls are, right? They are so big in the back of their phone or whatever computer. But if they see you, they're like, I don't yeah, want to talk not to talking to you. Yes. Not even looking at me. Like I want. <laughs> I looked at him like in the eyes. He's like, what the fuck? I, I, I was afraid he would he would fall or whatever because he was like. Eight, eight,
0: That's so weird. I think this is the difference between the people in your country. They feel close to you and like you're their biggest competition. There is some sort of hate in this. But for the people outside of your country, they might be your admirers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> your yeah, biggest but, fans. What, we're not competing. We're not even in the same market. What, what you, like, you are not, not
0: competing you are not competing. This does not mean that they are not competing. They are competing. not competing. Okay, I got, you, I got you. Yeah, but still, this is just what is happening. Yeah. Uh, you needed a lawyer for some international issue. What are the biggest challenges you face when you're working internationally?
1: If you're in Germany and you're not paying your bill, mm-hmm. you're screwed. Because there are different levels how you can reach the money. <laughs> yeah. And no matter how, you will be reached at some point. If you're working international, there not such regulations and i think that's the biggest uh, difficult uh, thing i i just found out what i found out to do and what, what's working best for me is to take the money in advance let's say not take the whole thing but 50 yes. percent. this is how i work nowadays i'll go okay listen this is my name you know me you know my work obviously i will not scam on you or whatever 50 percent in advance or i'm not coming that's it if you're not giving me 50 percent in advance it's not happening and mostly that works i'm pretty strict about my payment conditions and that helps me a lot i think I think it's the payment thing that's the most difficult thing because obviously if, even though if you're in Germany but the, the company is in Germany you could at least go there and be like yeah. okay guys but if your company is in I don't know Istanbul in uh, America in China in I do not the heck nowhere else I mean you can go there but then sometimes you don't even have a real company there you only have like a mail address right and, and that's it nobody's there because they're just working from their home <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no, literally, literally, um, yeah. That, that's what happens. And you always go by yourself for a certain job, right? After having this first international calendar job, I got my next international job, booked by a German client, but he flew me out to Dubai to shoot some cars. Ooh. <laughs> but I mean, at least I've been in Dubai for three weeks, chilling and whatever. Actually, I was 18 or 19 by that time. And my mother was dying. Like she was dying because I was literally, I was on my own. Mm. 18, 19, traveling all by myself, never been traveling all by myself before, like in a different country. Dubai, you know, yeah. which is like also I don't know what what's about the rules and what and she was she was dying. I always traveled by myself and I like traveling by myself, but it's also always a lot of fun if you travel with other creatives. And I have so many requests of people who want to assist me. They like tomorrow, can you please come with you next time? I will pay my flight. I will pay everything, <laughs> but please can I come with you? I'm like chill. Chill! Because in the main part, I like traveling alone. I like traveling by myself. I'm a person. I believe in the good things in people. So you're flying me into Israel, which happened to me recently. I got flown into Israel over an Instagram contact, which is weird, right? Like, this yeah. is suspect in one point. Everything worked out. I mean, I'm still alive. I didn't get raped. You know, I didn't get kidnapped. So I do believe in the good in people. Like, I do always see the good in people. And, um, of course, I check things, but I mean, everything worked out from now uh and i hope that everything will work out in the future (laughs) as well It 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 will it will it will i'm not afraid to travel long
0: are you that active
1: on instagram I am.
0: <laughs> I know, I know, cause I checked.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do know because you checked. Okay. I see Instagram is a thing. I just gained literally five thousand within the last four weeks. I don't know what exactly is happening, but I just know that I gained so much follower. I gain hundred followers a day and sometimes even more. What? How do you do that? share the secret i had this fight with my agency i'm not saying we had a fight but we had a discussion uh-huh. so we had this discussion uh, about my images and they said tomorrow you can't just pose like this image and then another image and then an image of yourself and then blah, blah 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 what you need to have is constancy you need to pose three images out of each set and then you can pose three images of yourself and then you can post three images out of the next set this is what makes your feet look clean and this is what will attract more followers believe it or not that's the only thing i'm doing i'm sticking to that
0: This is very cool because they're actually giving you advices.
1: It was more or less because I uploaded an image they didn't like, so... (laughs) (laughs) That was that was like okay, Tamara, let's just give you a short talk. If you, for example, you can just uh, go. It's it's really funny to see it. If you go to my homepage, if my Instagram section, I need mm-hmm. to copy my following thing every time in because it doesn't refresh itself. But if you click on it, well, because on my homepage it says 20.3k. Yeah. If you click on it, it says 21.1k, and I just refreshed it a week ago. This is what's happening. I'm gaining so much followers from no, like not saying from nowhere because obviously I'm shooting big models as well this is also why but it's pretty crazy to see this process my boyfriend just said that to me he goes listen scroll down your feed. scroll down like four or five weeks ago you only got like 300 400 500 likes now you're getting 1300 likes what is going on (laughs) okay okay sometimes i have images they also just get 500 likes but it's because maybe my following didn't like them or they didn't like the capture or whatever okay that's fine because my work doesn't need to be boom all the time usually
0: It's not like that. You have good period and then a little bit quietness and then again, good period.
1: Exactly. Exactly. But what I can say is that I'm close to getting 2000 likes image. Uh, This is crazy to me because this is a lot like 2000. Yeah. For me, it's crazy because I was like the one person who, who is literally not giving a shit about Instagram. I was just posting, (laughs) whatever, whatever. Okay, whatever. And that's when my agency said, okay, tomorrow, listen, you need to do it like that. And then I started doing it and it helped. It helped growing. What I experienced a lot, a lot of people are like, how do you get that much followers? It's pretty simple. Be good at what you're doing. Don't force people to follow you. Don't do that because that never works. (laughs) Don't pay attention to it. Just go with the flow. Yeah, I think that's a great advice because I think if you're forcing something it's not gonna work just impress them with your quality Mm -hmm. and your creativity and your nice image
0: and talking about quality what do you use in order to give to your clients such a good
1: quality so I am recently shooting on a Canon 5DSR which is the 50 megapixel Canon that came out earlier last year i think yeah and i just bought it when i bought this i just bought some new lenses as well the newest 2470 and the newest 100 2.8 to be honest i had to have the 2470, but i'm not using it it's, which is weird because it's obviously the better lens but okay i'm just not using it not at all if i shoot commercials campaigns or something okay yeah i would use it but that's it but generally if you look up on my instagram all of the work is shot with a 100 millimeter this is what I'm shooting with also my light setup pretty easy most of the times I'm not that kind of person who needs 25 flashing lights or whatever I'm normally working with one light and that's it sometimes with two but mainly with one and then Mm -hmm. with lecture that's it so I'm like really easy I'm really easy set up this is what happened to me in LA we had this shooting set up in our apartment because I don't need a studio I'm shooting I'm so close up like why would it need I don't like shooting in studios to be honest I I just don't like the atmosphere in there it's just so... I don't like it. Oh, it's just... I don't like it. I prefer to shoot somewhere else. I don't know. I think it just gives me more space. The post I just recently posted. the Bridget Satterley, the girl who looks like Emma Watson. We shot her. And the hairstylist, who didn't know me, comes in. First of all, sees me. He says hi, but that was it. Then he starts talking to the makeup artist, who's his friend. And they started to do everything. No, We were waiting for the model. And then, well, my I had my setting already set up. So it was just a one flash, pro photo, silver umbrella. And then I... I had this beautiful paper glue to the wall for my background, which looked so improfe- unprofessional. <laughs> like, it looked so unprofessional. But he goes, he looks at everything. He looks at me. And then he goes, where's the photographer? Oh. I'm like, hi. He, he says oh and then he didn't he didn't even consider looking up on my work he goes okay so you're shooting what i'm like beauty and he's like oh okay blah 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 and then the makeup artist goes look up on her work on instagram and he goes okay what's your name Tamara williams he types in he looks through and i was like the first who showed up but he scrolls, and i'm like no no i'm the first one he clicks on it he goes that is your work <laughs> <laughs> and i was sitting there I was like you just broke my heart within <laughs> one second do you know (laughs) I didn't get offended. I actually like it when people uh, judge me. If they see me and if they would not expect me to kind of do all that work and to have that profession and and perfection in my images. Because I'm not... I'm not... Well, if you see me, I'm like a normal girl. I'm not wearing makeup at all. I don't know. I don't like putting makeup on my skin. (laughs) I'm like really basic, sporty dress. I'm not like fancy, Valentino, Gucci, whatever. I'm not that kind of person. I'm like easy, whatever. I don't need a lot. (laughs) So whenever people see me and then see my work they go this is yours I'm like yeah <laughs> what do you mean this is mine <laughs> it was funny because then he found out okay um, and then he started liking me but, but eventually it's pretty funny how people are judging I would recommend everybody in the industry not to do it because first of all you never know when you will see the person again maybe first of all Absolutely. and then I think it's rude doing it for me it's not a problem it's okay it's fine because I'm used to it because I know the look I'm giving the models on my images and then looking at me doesn't sum up at all. (laughs) I'm not saying that I look like bad dressed or not, not at all. But it's just, I look so neutral and I look so basic, I'd say. (laughs) So people would not expect me to be like... Because most of the big beauty photographers, they're like fancy, you know.
0: Oh, not just the beauty photographers. I think that's the common understanding of the people because of some commercial faces. I mean, photography faces. That they're way too high-end. How you look is what you do I understand you completely because once I remember I was on a party of one of the biggest agencies in my city. So I went to the party and I had time before that. So I dressed up, you know, I made my hair look good and everything. Mm-hmm. So I went to the party and some makeup artists and stylists, they were in the corner. And um, once I was in the hall and they were like, oh my God, is this Virginia? Virginia? Is that you? <laughs> and I turned around and I was like, hi guys. So normal. I'm like, Oh my God, that's you. <laughs> it was like I had uh, some sort of plastic surgery or something. And I was like, yeah, it's me. So why are you acting so weird? And they were like, yeah. oh, we could not recognize you. You're with a dress. Your hair is done. And you're never like this on the set. And I was like, yeah, because on the set, I have to lie down and do the lighting and everything. And yeah, it's not very comfortable to do it on high heels.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's so true.
0: That's so true. Okay, I have a little secret for you. We had a very long conversation because we truly love talking to each other. So, this conversation is going to have a third part. Sorry about that, but you won't regret this option because there are so many other things that you can learn from Tamara. If you love this episode and you love our podcast, please leave us an honest review on iTunes. You can find it there and also on youthfashionmagazine.com and neverlandmag.com, all of our previous podcasts. And by the way, those two amazing magazines are waiting for your submissions, so don't be shy. And I just want to remind you that we're still answering your personal and work-related questions, and by we, I mean me and George, for our anniversary of 150 episode so you can find out how to ask your questions just by following the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for being with us today and I'll see you on Friday.